0: You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, it's DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, episode 2 recorded on the 8th of October 2020. On today's show we're going to be chatting about Nintendo's latest court case, a new Evercade cartridge is announced, the Sega Dreamcast is a real possibility, our opinions on Mario 35, the Playstation's latest Japanese controversy, the Atari VCS is almost here, and. And at games are back in pinball form. And on today's episode, IDJ Slope will be joined by Discord Banhammer extraordinaire, Andrew Dalton.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: PlayStation Country's mass reviewer, Grizzly Creedon. Hey, guys. Long time no see. The fact-hunting, the yank in the movie mistaken Larry Bundy Jr.
2: Uh, hello. It's definitely Guru Larry here. Hello. <laughs> let's go back to the beginning hello. i'm not convinced no <laughs> it's definitely not i am not kieran at all no from PoolFloatG float g on
0: twitch we have paul flow g hello and covering it all from retro to next gen we have retro to next gen aka Lou. hello everybody.
3: how are we doing this evening for today or yesterday we
0: if you guys want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member, and of course, a big thanks to ExplodingPrinny who supported the video when it was recorded live on Extra Slope. Anyway, enough of all this, let's get on with the show. So, we're going to get right into topic number one. Yes, here we go. Topic number one. We have a mother and her child are suing Nintendo over Uh Joy-Con Drift. (laughs) Um, Who here has a Switch and has has had issues with the Joy-Con Drift? I.
3: I I've definitely had it. Um, Usually, they, they start to give away. I would say, anywhere between three to five months, uh, depending on how often you play. It's absolutely maddening. So, Nintendo not addressing this head-on, the way that they probably should have at the the beginning of this debacle, this Mm -hmm. is not a surprise at all. What is this, their third lawsuit uh, over this particular issue?
0: It is. It is, yes. Um, This is definitely one of the bigger ones, Uh, but yeah, this is the third one, uh, as the Wired article states, uh, that's happened in there. I actually never had Joy-Con Drift until my son started getting really into the uh playing on my nintendo switch and i think he pushes down really hard you know when you're you're younger and you like when you want to go left you hold you you like you hammer the left button and you like your whole body twists and all that sort of stuff but uh i'm now starting to get joy con drift i've never ever had good uh connection with my joy cons though to the actual switch itself i've always had issues i i I have to use um uh the pro controllers when i'm wireless like they are so bad, the Joy-Cons. I, take me back to the Wiimotes any day of the week. I much prefer those. And they're bigger in your hands. They feel nicer as well. Yeah. Um, have you ever had any issues with them, Larry?
2: I've I literally only used my Joy-Cons once to see if it works. I've always used a Pro Controller. I can't get my head around them.
0: Yeah, you've got quite big hands,
4: haven't you, I suppose? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I were like people with big hands. Big gloves. Yes. That's <laughs> right.
0: Purchased two sets of Joy-Cons, both becoming problematic in less than a year. Uh, this this particular person that's suing Nintendo. And they're suing Nintendo for $5 million worth of damages.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that's uh, the hysterical part. Yeah, so Where sure was the emotional they...
0: damage from the, the, the Joy-Con?
3: I, I, I'd love to see what the actual uh, complaint for $5 million is. I mean, that's,
2: that's his, just man, nonsense. his man killed, didn't he? Because he couldn't control him properly.
0: That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Luigi just kept going around in circles and circles. Um, so uh, uh, so Nintendo and Sanchez's, that's the people that are actually suing them. Uh, the lawyers are declining to comment. Um, uh, but Christine Buffa- Buffalo Mew, a law professor at the University of Buffalo School of Law, said that business, businesses are obligated to disclose information about a product that would change the value of the product. If you're going to buy something that's a certain price, the value of the product would be quite different if you knew it would break in six months. If a company has that information and doesn't share it, um, that would be considered misconduct within the reach of the law. So that's where they're going with this.
3: Well, one well, could argue that depending on how much you use the Joy-Con, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to break. So Mm -hmm. that the that's the argument that could be made in court. So what she's saying has some validity to it, obviously. But again, it depends on your experience with the Joy-Con. Either you use it a lot, or like you said, you use the you know a pro controller or something like that. I mean, so that's an argument for the courts.
0: Yeah. For for me, it's always like I say, it's only ever been a connection issue. That's that's the biggest issue I've had. Like you you stop moving, uh, it, it loses connection, not only briefly but enough to annoy you. Um, mm. That's the issues that I've had. Uh, but only very recently I've started getting Joy-Con drift. Um, but again, I think it's because my son likes to really hammer down that that left and right mouse button.
5: Well, oh. I've got to say I'm pretty lucky. I've I've had a launch Nintendo Switch. Um, mm-hmm. I've used the Joy-Cons a few times. I take it out on the road every now and then, particularly when I go over to China. Um, and then I use the, the Pro Controller when I'm at home. Um, but one thing I've noticed is that it's not just Nintendo having this issue. A lot of um, a lot of the manufacturers, whether it be Microsoft, PlayStation, or any of the other like third-party controller manufacturers, they seem joystick drift just seems to be rife at the moment, and I don't really understand why. Because even back in the N sixty four days, it wasn't this prevalent.
1: So yeah, it leads no, me I, to believe I, that. that with when I got when I got my first Xbox One, I had a brand new uh, controller out of the box, and the mm-hmm. left drifted as soon
0: as it came out of the box. Yeah, I, I've I've never had good good uh good good my, 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 all my Xbox controllers have always played about except for my newest one, but yeah, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, yeah no my, my
1: Xbox controllers uh, I've
5: had more like problems with Xbox controllers than any other platform. Yeah, right. well, Yeah,
0: it's a uh, it's a shame. It's a shame.
3: This is a lawsuit that they actually might take on the chin. They generally Nintendo dodges so many of them. This one they might actually. Lose.
0: Well, because it, it that... baffles me that they still haven't fixed the issue. Like the the Nintendo Switch is out. Is it outselling the other? It's doing very well, at least. And and they haven't fixed this issue that's been around since the beginning. Like, soon as the in... Switch came out, people were talking about Joy-Con drift.
3: Oh yeah, it was it was immediate. And I think since January, it's been the best-selling console uh, since the beginning of the year. So yeah, that, those numbers seem right.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, and yeah joy-con drift is bad and now nintendo are potentially going to get sued to the tune of 5 million dollars by a <laughs> 9 or 10 year old kid and his mummy i'm sure that money will be put aside for that
1: child and the mum wouldn't spend a penny of it on us oh absolutely oh, of
3: course not
1: <laughs>
5: one of the things that uh slugworth just mentioned in the in the chat Mm -hmm. nintendo's however repairing them pretty quickly through the warranty program and one of the things i find quite funny is that they they're quite they're fighting this quite hard against the class action lawsuit saying that it hasn't inconvenienced people but they yet they recognize that it's inconveniencing people by fixing the issue you know temporarily at least Mm -hmm. by taking taking their uh their joy cons away and trying to get them repaired so i don't know how long they're going to be able to fight this genuinely yeah hey, that's
3: the big that, hence the contradiction that's what i mean in court there they could handily lose that argument yeah Just on that. i
1: you mean know. velociraptor makes a good point in the chat here saying back in the day if you wrecked your cheetah joystick from playing games for 10 hours a day you replaced it is this issue not when they get heavy heavy use
0: it's hard to say i mean the difference is back in the day you could buy i mean memory's a little bit hazy from back then but i'm pretty sure like for instance a a mega drive controller even an official one was like a 15 quid thing like joy cons are like 60 quid they're like bloody expensive and considering yeah. we've jumped from the the, uh, the the generation of the wii and even the wii u i suppose to a degree because they use the same controller they the, my wii to this day still work Sublimely, like absolutely perfectly. Um, and the Wii, uh, the yeah, the 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 Switch ones don't, uh, and they're a hell of a lot more expensive. Like, we we controllers were about 20 pounds each, I believe, 20, maybe 25. Um,
2: yeah. well, they got they got sued themselves, didn't they? Because they kept smash people, kept throwing them into televisions and smashing them and that. And they had to bring out that Wildo <laughs> thing from,
6: didn't they? So. <laughs> absolutely, Dang, they did. But the the Wii modes never broke, the TVs broke, <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I suppose this is a bit more expensive than uh, sending everyone out uh, 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 cotton lanyards to put on the bottom of your controllers. Hey, at <laughs> least they don't wreck your skin like the, like the N64 pad during the Mario party days where they have to oh, give yeah. you a glove to, to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nintendo need to sort their controllers out big time. <laughs> yep. We've just been uh,
1: joined in the chat by, uh,
0: by Neil from the cave. Ah, fantastic. Hello, Mr. Retro Man Cave. In the voice chat, in the, in the chat on the actual thing, not in the voice chat. No, not in the voice chat. In the, uh, right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, $5 million. I don't think they're going to get it, but at the very least, um, I think it will uh, hopefully kick Nintendo up the arse a little bit to actually release some Joy-Cons that are actually good, uh, at least for the, uh, at the very least, for the uh, Switch Pro that's rumored for next year. Yeah.
2: It's like 4K Switch, isn't it, or something?
0: Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you can look up you can watch all those classic games in 4K. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> like nothing will run in 4K <laughs> except for <laughs> except for 4K YouTube trailers or something. On to subject number two, a new evercar uh, evercade cart, indie Heroes has shown up. um it, who who here has an evercade? Oh that's me, yeah, and Larry. Of course, of course you got it, Larry yes <laughs> <laughs> i've got my ever cave right behind me actually and um it no. genuinely does get used quite a bit it isn't one of those things that, you know i use quite a lot that you know when i was reviewing it i'm still using this and my son's still using this quite a bit interplay is getting used a lot uh i'm looking forward to to, to smashing out um tanglewood and xeno crisis um when they finally get those and obviously the dizzy collection which is coming around the corner which is uh pretty awesome. I do like my Evercade. What's everyone's opinions on the Evercade?
5: I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I love what they're doing. Um, They're not just focusing on the big names like Sega and Midway and what have you. They're focusing on a curated selection of smaller developers, um, like the Pico Interactive, the Mega Cat um, Studios cartridges Mm -hmm. are some of the best ones I've played. Um, this indie heroes one. None of these games I've heard of. Can't wait to play. Can't wait to play them. Um, I think if they keep this up, I'll be uh, I'll be subscribing to whatever Evercade do in the future. I just
0: love what they're doing. Sure. What? Well, any? any uh, got any opinions on this, Larry? You've got one as well.
2: Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I've got. have never
0: played on your Evercade.
2: <laughs> no, it's in the box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what about what about anyone else in is anyone else got one or you at least got an opinion on the evercade?
3: I have the opinion that Larry can send his to me if he does not wish to play it. I'll take it, Larry. If you don't, if you don't wish to play it, I'm good um, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you, you... looking at the line, looking at the lineup, the lineup looks impressive. So these these games look absolutely impressive. Doodle World, um, the first one I'm seeing here, that's already a, a Kickstarter, and they put out a demo for it. It's a great eight bit platformer. Uh, Anybody who's hardcore in the 8-bit platformer could absolutely love this game. So um, just going off of that, if that's the quality that they're, they're aiming for at the 8-bit level, um, this would be a slam dunk.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm looking through it. Um, this is probably... <sighs> I love my Evercade, but this particular collection, I'm not blown away by. And I know I'm not supposed to, because this is a 15 pound cartridge with 14 games on it. Like, what do I really want? You know, I can't really, and it's physical, you know? <laughs> I can't complain too much. Um, but this does seem incredibly basic, some of these games. I'd say about a third of them, I reckon I would give a good go. So I suppose in that sense, it's it's good. Um, you know, it's it's worth it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get it, because I'm going to get every single Evercade release now. I, I've now dedicated myself that much and the fact that they've put the numbers on the side um they know what they're doing <laughs> you yeah. gotta buy them all <laughs> um i mean i've got the first 10 and i've got the next where am i is that really number 17 um i've got the next four on order um what are they very, very much looking for dizzy very much looking forward to dizzy. Oh,
2: so the atari links one sounds quite interesting it's those, yeah. isn't it it starts oh, yeah. to
0: play uh, links
5: games in non Istrano vision. It's yeah. it's uh, quite appealing.
0: Yeah, and I'm with you as well. the uh, the Pico and the um, what's the other one? The Mega Cat Studio ones are brilliant. Loving those. They need to make more of those. I'm up making as many of those uh, as you can. I love those like little uh, indie studios. I think they I think that's awesome. So yeah, on this list uh, you've got Ployed, Ucheson, uh, oh, Kubo's Super Homebrew War flea which i was hoping was going to be like flicky um or flicky what was the uh amstrad game roland in the caves uh which is actually a a a copy of another game called flea if i'm not mistaken
2: bugaboo the flea
0: bugaboo that's it larry yes one of the first vid- that is the first video i ever did actually for my channel wow. the history on that love those game boy aesthetic games yeah you know what the more i'm looking at this the more i'm actually you know what i i can't get down to this I can't get down to this. There's a couple that, like, for instance, Kubo, that it looks like it was made on one of those, like, make it yourself. Yeah, you know, engine engine
2: things, frame maker things. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, But I mean, you know, there's some good stuff in a chain break. Actually, I have I've looked into that one. That generally doesn't look too bad. So yeah, what we're talking here, we're talking like 15 pounds for 14 games. Not really a lot to moan about, is there, I suppose? It's not, it's not bad when you
1: consider the kids are paying 20 quid a pop now for some virtual currency in Roblox.
4: hmm Yeah. And not, not mm-hmm. only
1: that, but if you look at the guys, uh, if you look at that, the
5: first one in that list was a game called Foxyland. Can you imagine how much support Foxyland developers are getting? <laughs> yeah. this, this is great. I mean, like, it, it puts them on the forefront for the first time, and I really appreciate that. I think they're doing good work.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, you got Oliver Twins is coming up next. I've, I've already ordered Xeno Crisis and Tanglewood as well. I've already got both of those games, but I want Zeno Crisis on everything. I love that title.
2: You got um, yeah, Coffee Crisis. Didn't we done a review in it? We couldn't get it to work.
0: We couldn't get it to work. No, um, it does work on my proper Mega Drive. It just doesn't work on emulation uh, hmm. systems. Mm. The Jalico uh, Collection One. Uh, another Pico collection, which is always going to be good. And then Indie Heroes. What's on the Jalico collection? Mostly um, sports titles, I think. you got Brawl Brothers. Yeah, you got Bases Loaded. Uh, cool
6: City Connection.
0: <clears throat> totally rad. I want to play that.
6: Oh, EDF.
3: EDF, yeah.
6: A good that looks like a good collection. It certainly
0: does. Again, £15. Pound, you can't really moan. Actually, logical, <laughs> I should game. probably work for this company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least get an affiliate link. Yeah, I need I need to get on that, definitely. So, um, yeah, there we go. Uh, 15 games for 14 quid. Uh, it's, a, it's a thumbs up from me. And moving on to topic number three. This one's coming from John B over on my Discord, and he has found out that apparently a new uh, Sega mini console is on the way, and the two they're looking at is either the Dreamcast or the SG-1000. Both of these are a possibility. They're way off into the future. And they're looking at them as a worldwide release. Uh, So in my eyes, that's definitely more aiming towards the Dreamcast side of things. Um, Although my Sega hardcore fanboyism is really hoping that, just for the odd factor, that it's going to be an SG-1000 first. Regardless, I'm down for both of these. <laughs> I love my Mega Drive Mini. I still play my Mega Drive Mini quite a lot. And um, what about people in the chat? Are we, uh, are we down for Dreamcast SG-1000? Minis?
5: I think if they really want to capture the nostalgia of the Dreamcast Mini, nobody should buy it until it gets discounted heavily or goes secondhand. And every <laughs> game should be pirated.
0: Yeah, that, that would to load up with history. the uh, spinning reindeer, doesn't it? <laughs> definitely, definitely. What was the what was the boot disc? Utopia. Utopia. Utopia.
6: I, I remember genuinely so many... have, I believe, on
0: my shelf my custom-made case for Utopia with the spinning reindeer. I've always been interested to do a video on the history of Utopia, but there isn't much out there. Um, hmm. Are you hoping for a little mini Seaman, Dan? done? Well, that's, that's the thing. Like, I would right. love for there to be Seaman and um, uh, Samba de Amigo and stuff like that. But then you're going to have to have a mini Dreamcast with maracas or a mini Dreamcast with the microphone. So I think it's going to have to be standard games, isn't it? Uh,
5: I just want them to yeah. localize Sega Gaga.
2: Oh,
0: yes. Oh, my God. That is the game I want more than anything to be localized. Sega Gaga. I would love that game to be localized. I I
6: Take so another creepy. way to play Crazy Taxi.
0: Yeah, and oh, Crazy yeah. Taxi is a guarantee, but I'm scared that if they do it, it won't have the Offspring soundtrack.
6: They did it for the yeah, robot. They probably wouldn't.
3: Nah, probably not. I think the Dreamcast menu would sell more than the SG 1000 menu. It uh, definitely all it would. <laughs>
6: <laughs> by, uh, by
3: a long shot. Um, so I'm surprised they're actually skipping a, a, a console in between both the. Uh, they're missing the Mark Three. I think that would be also. People would probably take a look at that too. But definitely, yeah, Dreamcast Mini would be excellent, yeah, so. depending see, on the lineup.
5: See, you see, you say that, but um, I can't imagine that very many people owned a TurboGrafx 16 and loads of people going mad over that mini console. That's that definitely
0: really well. hadn't. People at least know the name of that, though. I, I think you have to really be into e-game gaming history to know what an SG 1000 is outside of Japan.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely.
0: So we've got a,
1: got a question from YouTube sensation Oliver Harper here saying, I would love a Saturn Mini. Would the Dreamcast Mini have third-party titles on it? He'd love to play Power Stone again.
0: Power Stone would be fantastic. Um, I don't know how they haven't done a Power Stone collection outside of the PSP. How is that not on the Switch and stuff? That is like destined to be on a system like that.
3: That's Capcom, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, your answer. I'm...
3: That's Capcom, yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so i mean the obvious title was for something like a dreamcast on the dreamcast mini like we've already said crazy taxi but i'm like I said, i'm scared it wouldn't have the music so you've got crazy taxi uh, sonic adventure would definitely be on there uh, probably two as well uh Shen One and two when you start getting into things like Shenyu, as like legendary as that game is uh for that system you it, it's one of those things like do I want to play the original Dreamcast version of Shenmue on my uh, Dreamcast Mini, or do I want to buy the play the up-res version for like £10 that I can buy for my PlayStation 4? You know, It's one of those things that you would just have for the sake of having, but you would you actually play it? Probably not. Here's yeah. an interesting, interesting point again from Velociraptor in the chat, which is the Dreamcast
1: is a funny thing. It was a flop that everybody talks about like it was a success. There's some great stuff on it. I mean, it could potentially a Dreamcast Mini outsell the original Dreamcast.
0: <laughs> Possibly, I, <laughs> it's possible. I, I don't a, know, maybe it like sold a, okay, didn't it? At like an 80
3: uh, price point, it might
1: well. Let's refer to the guru of Larry. How how well did the Dreamcast sell?
2: Uh, i sold the uh, the Wii U for several years, isn't it?
4: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I did a Wii U mini. Everyone would jump on that, even though you can get every single one of those games already on the Switch.
4: Mm-hmm yeah
0: um complete with nintendo land yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> here um, i don't even know how that would work a, a wii u mini it, would, it, it wouldn't even make any sense um skies of arcadia that'd be a definite one that would go on there again though you could probably play it but you can definitely play it better on the gamecube although that's a 300 400 pound disc if you wanted to get that uh soul calibur that would that's a definite for me that was a game i had from the beginning Loves that game. I spent so long in that game. That's probably the game I've spent the, the fighting game I've spent more time in than any other game.
4: Yeah, um, the, the only
1: thing you've to me off is there wouldn't be a new version of Rival Schools for it because apparently that <laughs> franchise is dead. Never to have a new, new game or a re-release. You love Rival Schools. I bloody love Rival Schools. <laughs> One of One of the things
5: that gets me is how much do people think this is going to cost? Because an emulator uh, or, or an Android device that can run a Dreamcast emulator will cost you at least 150 pounds. And we're talking like a GP2X here. So something with a beefy enough chip. But on the flip side, if it can emulate Dreamcast, then presumably if you crack it wide open, it can emulate quite a lot more. So I think there is an argument here that it could sell better the original dreamcast based on that alone because it's a attractive looking shell officially licensed and it can do so much more than your playstation mini or snes mini
0: i mean if if that's true i mean i i I thought like you could run dreamcast emulators pretty well on raspberry Pis
5: thereabouts it's not full speed
0: oh really okay um again oliver makes a comment here he's sure
1: you'd see all the key titles such as Virtua Fighter 3, Sega Rally 2, Daytona USA, Jet Set Radio, Mm -hmm. Sonic Adventures, you're going to see, it would be I imagine be much like the uh, like the other minis etc we've seen where you'd get the low-hanging fruit of a lot of the titles of the, hey kids, who remembers that there, Sonic the Hedgehog, well it's on here, you know, they're always going to pick
0: the the greatest hits stuff for the bulk of the library. Uh, Mostly, it's surprising though, when you look back on the Mega Drive Mini there was a lot of games that like, wow how isn't Revenge of Shinobi on there, I mean obviously Sonic 3 had the whole legal thing but like how isn't um uh, uh sonic free and knuckles not on that system uh, you know how isn't um the original streets of rage not on that system you know there, there was a lot of obvious ones i think you would be surprised uh what isn't on there but you know some stinkers are going to get through because they're for instance sonic so for instance sonic shuffle would probably make it over something like Soul Calibur, unfortunately. Um, you know fantasy star online how is that even possible even though everyone would desperately want that Um, you're definitely getting
5: virtual tennis and soccer
0: oh yeah but they're both really good i'm not a big football like gaming fan at all but virtual striker was so good yes in
6: the chat right now you know maybe 20 titles because the thing to keep in mind is you know i think the dreamcast Dreamcast was GD-ROM, I think, which I mm-hmm. believe held around a gigabyte roughly on the disc.
0: Uh, less than 700, know. but yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, but either way, you're you're looking at, you know, um, I mean, obviously storage has come down in price, so they could do it if they wanted to. But, you know, in order to keep things cost effective, they'd probably limit it to maybe 32 gigs of, of uh, ROM total. Which Mm -hmm. would then limit to maybe like 20 games plus having room for the over the OS overhead and all that. So, yeah, okay, let's let's,
1: let's frame it like this, guys. So, let's say this is all going to happen as we're saying now. If everyone could pick on the cut on this and in the chat one game you'd like on that system,
4: one game, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy taxi, crazy taxi that that's. That's the one I'm
0: toying okay. with.
6: It's so damn much fun.
0: It is. I, 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 Me and Larry have spoken about this in the past. I generally don't think I've put any more time into a game than Crazy Taxi. Like, it's essentially one, or two, there's technically two levels, isn't there, on there, but just over and over and over again, hundreds and hundreds of hours I've pumped into Crazy Taxi, which is insane because there's, when you're playing, is there two songs on the soundtrack or is there three? Like. Very, over yeah. and over again for Very... like hundreds and hundreds of hours, <laughs> and then there's one extra song by Bad Religion in the uh, in the credits.
6: <laughs> but hey, the more the the more the track repeated, that's the better you were doing.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. When I, when I actually saw Offspring live, there was people with crazy taxi T-shirts on. That made me that made me smile. Um... What about
1: what about you, Grizzly? <laughs> what about you, Larry? What would you pick as your your one game if you
2: pick one game to go on it?
5: Uh, Soul Caliber.
1: Okay,
2: Larry, it's good. I think they That's... should do something cool like what they released uh, Tetris finally on the Mega Drive Mini. I reckon they should ring out uh, that plane game they banned because the 9-11. Arena, yeah.
0: yeah, Arena, yes.
2: Do something like that. Mm.
4: I, I
0: think, think the it. Dreamcast Mini would have to be the first Mini that had online support because if I can't play Choo Choo Rocket online you know, See, that
3: would you know, that probably raise the cost immediately and that would probably yeah, they'd, have,
0: they'd have to create the back-end
1: infrastructure for all yeah. that so See, we're talking... I, I
0: think people would buy it though i mean if they got it to about 100 120 ish at a push i don't mm. think people would go more than that but i think you could possibly get it out for 120
2: well i reckon if they do online capability they should have a store where you could buy more games for it
0: yeah,
1: that'd be a good idea. Exactly. That would make sense. Yes. But it's then again, it almost, is it almost like going back into the Sega hardware world? It becomes a full the, ecosystem then, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. The,
5: the hardware itself doesn't cost that much anymore. It's its not like uh, a traditional console. I mean, Sega could release something equivalent to an Ouya, make it run Dreamcast as its top benchmark, and then everything retro just supports through that. It's yeah. very they're very capable of doing it. I'm pretty sure if Sega released a console, £200 with expandable game library um, and online play, I think people would lap it up. I genuinely, I think they would.
1: I think so they would. Like Adam Corwood says, House of the Dead, if the gun worked on modern TVs, go look after this at the Retro Man Cave channel. Cindan um, mm. Light Gun, he's done a video on this. Someone is developing, mm. well, has mm. developed a light gun that works on modern TVs.
4: Yeah, it's going to be used, and amazing. they're
1: going to
2: use that technology on future uh, one-up arcades as well, the gun ones
0: oh nice But the one-up arcades are dead in the UK they don't like to give any YouTubers free oh they're arcades wankers in aren't UK. they
2: they're wankers <laughs> over it <laughs> I wouldn't go
0: that far Larry but yeah sure
2: I would
0: <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of talk here obviously about the, uh, the Dreamcast Mini is there any interest in this room except for me for wanting an SG-1000 yeah, I'll
2: probably get well, it. Well, nobody's, nobody's pretty old of it, really. The, the, the all thing, it, I mean, all, I was, it is, is a, all it is is bloody MSX games, anyway.
0: Yeah, it's, the, it's really hard. It's like one of those things, if they did a... Um, like, for instance, if you went up a little bit and went to the Master System Mini, um, the thing with the Master System Mini, there are some good games on the Master System, like some very, very good games, like NES competitors, in my opinion. But a lot of people know Master System for... Uh, demakes of Mega Drive games. So like a shitty version of Altered Beast and a shitty version of Streets of Rage. Well, actually to be fair, Streets of Rage one wasn't too bad, but it, it, there's just so many of those types of games. The same with the Game Gear uh, as well. So many games. The Mega Drive was so powerful for Sega that a lot of the games for the mask system and stuff were just crappy versions of games you could get. You could play better on the Mega Drive. Uh, at least for the most part, they're, they're, they're nearly as good as the arcade on the Mega Drive. Uh, you know, with things like Altered Beast and Golden Axe and what have you. Uh, but with the uh, SG-1000, if you start looking at games like Congo Bongo, um, what else is there? Uh, Pitfall I 2, the, 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 Sega Ninja, Wonder. Flicky, they're all not as good as the arcade or the Master System version. Wonder Boy. Was that Wonder on the SG-1000? Yeah, it's terrible. Is it?
2: I don't think there was enough
3: nostalgia in the West for the SG-1000 to make even the slightest it, of dents
2: uh wise it, it came out in Australia. Yes. I think there is it, a PAL
0: version, isn't there, as well? Yeah. Like, it, it was quite big. And, yeah. Not big, but I think it had a bit more of a presence in France.
3: Yeah, it would the just SG-1000. completely completely bomb. I mean, for, for curiosity's sake, I'd love to own one uh, of, yeah. of the minis, but it just probably would, would not move the needle at all. So Dreamcast would, would obviously do so much better for them.
0: Absolutely, I looked up and it was um, there's 42 games and 29 cards for the SG 1000. Uh, my cards, they're called, aren't they? So, yes, I, I, I think they would have to put every single game on there. And in that mm-hmm. sense, it's quite appealing to me. <laughs>
1: again, yeah. I, I do think part. they did the mini SG 1000, and it had the cards though. I think due to the weirdness and cuteness of the cards, mm-hmm. now people would just be obsessed with collecting
0: the cards, irrespective of yeah. games. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: That
1: well, they easier. actually did make
0: cartridges for the uh, Mega Drive Mini that were literally just tiny bits of plastic with a sticker on. And I'll hold my hand up, I was looking for them like no one's missing. Because the only way you can get them is either by paying for this stupidly expensive um, uh, collector set for the Mega Drive Mini. It was in the hundreds, crazy amounts of money, um, uh, which sold out very quickly. Or by going to Japan and going into those capsule machines, and they're about five of each. Uh, to the equivalent, uh, and it was like literally. I've got one of them because um, it came with my Mega CD attachment, which again is just yeah. plastic. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they, they made loads of them. One for one for every single game on the actual Mega Drive Mini.
3: That's insane! I didn't know they really did that.
0: But uh, yeah, I, I wish I got those.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Moving over to topic number three here, the Mario 35th review. What's everyone's opinion on Mario 35? Super Mario Bros. 35. Have you played it, Larry?
2: No, I'm, I'm a bit tight on getting a subscription, but I, I'm disappointed that they bloody uh, DMCA'd that Mario Royale game. It's absolutely brilliant. And they've got this sort of half-assed version of it instead. I don't think. I don't know of this.
0: Tell me, tell me about the Mario Battle Royale game.
2: Well, somebody made a Mario Rialga fan game and Nintendo DMCA'd it and it's brilliant. Basically, it's everybody playing the same level of Mario at the same time and you can screw people over by kicking a turtle shell and stuff like that into them and killing them like that. So
0: it plays just like Mario 35 by the sounds of it then?
2: No, but everybody's on the same screen as you, not just tiny screens. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a bit
1: like Mario meets Four Guys?
2: Yeah. Except uh, you can you can kill people with a uh, like the turtle shells and stuff like that by hitting them and they bounce off and they'll kill the kill all the people if they run in front of them and stuff like that. And also you can kill people if you get an invincibility star as well, things like that. How how recently was this? About a year, two years ago.
0: See, they is one of those things, it's very easy just to say, Oh, fuck Nintendo. And don't be wrong, I wish I knew about that because I definitely would have played it. But at the you same time, looking at it from a business point of view, if you're if you know you're gonna be releasing Mario thirty-five. If I was Nintendo, I probably would take him down as well. I don't want to be that yeah. guy, but it makes sense, doesn't
2: it? Well, All I, wonder, I do wonder if they got the idea from him and to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But That's a good
6: will, it was
2: like, uh, Another Metroid 2 remake, they tucked that down, didn't they? And they, in, they released it on the. But do you
0: think F- they got the idea from them or they just did it?
6: I, th- I think that was in development, that one. Yeah. But yeah, I think what happens with a lot of that is, uh, like, if something gets taken down, it's almost like. It's a hint, like, oh, Nintendo dmca this up, oh, guess we know in a year or two what's gonna be coming out from them. Right, they right. probably
2: got a fully 3D remake of Chrono Trigger and not, nothing ever happened to that.
0: Yeah, it's one of those tough ones. It's like when Sega uh, went against uh, Streets of Rage remake, at the same time, for people that don't know, Streets of Rage Remake is exactly what it sounds like. Someone made a fan-created version of Streets of Rage, uh, the original trilogy of Streets of Rage games, and then a final version which had like all of them together. It was a, a fantastic way of playing Streets of Rage, um, uh, the original Streets of Rage games of like all of the characters from all of the games. It was, it was really impressive. But at the same time, Sega were releasing uh, Streets of Rage uh, for iOS devices, which is obviously you know not a very good way to play the games at all. But obviously... If you go searching for it, you're going to find people talking about Streets of Rage remakes. that obviously, Sega took that down. Now, at the same time, you got the, the, the Sonic hacking contest at the end of the year. You know they they got Christian Whitehead in for Sonic um, to make Sonic Mania. So I think it's very much about picking your battles. Um, and if you do have something in development, I can understand why they they take it down. Um, it, it like you say, it's. it's it's a really tough one. You're going to get hate from the fans without, without a shadow of a doubt. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was the right thing to do or not. Um, but like I said, if I knew Mario 35 was coming, I probably would have done the same thing. You just got to look at it like that. That's, that's how I see it anyway.
4: Mm. Hmm. But anyway,
0: the, so the
5: they have to do these DMCA takedowns. Um, they're very protective of their IP for that reason. Um, because... You know, their their properties are getting to that age now where you could be talking about like you know, copyrights trademarks expiring. Disney went through this recently and I know the law's changed it in terms of copyright. So mm-hmm. if it's in use, um, is that
2: why they did the little live action films in?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Um I mean That is something to do with the reason asking? why they,
0: they did the Wizard of Oz one though, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I mean who was asking for Dumbo, honestly. Um but they did it because it renewed their trademark and they were able to keep hold of their merchandising rights and what have you. So, Well, that's my oh, theory and That's anyway. how all
6: the shitty X-Men movies came to be from Fox because if they didn't keep making them, the rights would have reverted. <laughs> oh, it's right, Fantastic, yeah. fantastic, fantastic Four. One. You're also
3: getting the Mario film too.
6: So. <clears throat> Sorry, as Larry's saying, the
1: most famous one is the uh, unreleased Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie.
6: Mm. Oh, mm. I've seen that movie and oh my God, do I regret every minute I spent watching it. So, no, it's
1: still better than the Josh Trank one. Josh Trank
6: one. Um,
1: well, I, I I will say it's quite uh, t-
5: quite telling that Mickey Mouse really should be in the public domain by now, if it wasn't for Disney and all of the big companies fighting against copyright uh, copyright laws and how they used to work. Mm-hmm. Um, a- anybody would be able to make a Mickey Mouse cartoon. So uh, yeah, it's it's all part of that game essentially.
1: Yeah. Um, well, but, what yeah, what just, I will just, say is getting back to the original question about this game. As someone who's a a bit casual on these things, yeah. But I wish Nintendo would just stop rehashing, remixing, remaking things. I want another... When I was a kid, when Mario 3 came out, when Mario World came out, I want another Mario with costumes and...
0: Is it a proper classic 2D game? Yeah, I want a brand-new classic 2D Mario game. It's tough, because... When you play Mario Maker, Mario Maker Two, like I don't see the reason for them to ever make one now because they're so experimental with those those courses now um, that like I don't know how even I don't I don't think Nintendo could possibly ever do them better now that you've got that obsessive hardcore Mario fans out there that are making these absurdly clever levels to the point where they could just completely rip um, anything that even. That the nintendo could make themselves like I, I think if nintendo went out and made a new mario game it wouldn't be as good as the games that some people make on mario maker now
2: that's right with warioware yeah. as well wouldn't it in the end yeah they go, I just make your own games
0: yeah yeah exactly and they um and the, the best they can do is made like a, a either a remix or a, a compilation that's actually how they did end it didn't they warioware gold yeah it was a compilation of all all of them and, and and they done it with mario party they did a compilation of those games um, the best Mario Party games. Yeah. So um, I don't know what else they can do now with 2D Mario games. I really don't. Maybe that's why that you I'm, haven't I'm, seen a Zelda one. Zelda Maker. I mean.
2: Mario Kart where you can make your own tracks. That would be quite good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, would be. Yeah, good. They, that would be good. That was a feature they tried to stick in the uh,
5: DD version of F-Zero, wasn't it? They never mm. really made it to that, um, made it into that thing. And I suppose they are technically doing that with that Mario Kart live home circuit. Um, because you can create your own tracks in your living room. I know it's I not. Don't really need that
0: the oh right, yeah, the uh, the 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 toy game thing. I think that's the closest you'll get now. I don't yeah. want to be the think... Sega fanboy, but Sega did that first. Uh... <laughs> 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 they did an arcade at the top of a, a Japanese um, uh, arcade where you could basically, yeah, you, you you control little remote control cars with cameras on them, uh, and I think you use like uh, modified Daytona um, uh, cabinets to actually control them. Uh, a little bit more excessive than the, uh, the Switch and little remote control things. Uh, I'd like to get them. Bloody expensive, though. Very, very expensive. Uh,
2: they're Nintendo, £99.
1: Pounds. If Nintendo <laughs> were smart, they would team up with someone like Google and almost use the technology in Microsoft Flight Sim to do it where you could almost have street races based on Google mapping data or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be cool.
2: Gizmondo did that, didn't they, with that sort of GTA game they made? You use Google Maps and you have to sort of control a gang territory on your certain area so other people from going near it. Don't know. Oh,
4: yeah.
1: Cool. I mean, like, use Google Street View kind of data. So you'd be driving around. You could, like, I don't know, you could say as a family, uh, plot the route to Granny's house and then four of you have a Mario Kart race on the roads there or something.
0: I did get yeah, asked. By a company uh, going back to the whole google maps thing I, we've totally gone off topic now um uh, yeah i got asked by this company to to, to, to they wanted to sponsor me to basically look at their mobile game which was like a essentially a monopoly but you use google maps and you basically own properties in real life uh, and then you, obviously when other players go near you they have to pay you rent and all that sort of stuff and it, it works like monopoly it wasn't official but it was like that the only problem with it was it only really worked in major landmarks. So I had to like literally go to London. Uh, and there was like one thing in Kent that I could use. I think it was like Leeds Castle or something where I'm from. So it was like useless for me and I obviously turned it down. But like <laughs> that would be a cool idea. I like Monopoly. Um, more people need to do that sort of stuff. I suppose like Pokemon Go, isn't it as well?
2: Oh, Pac-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Google done Pac-Man, didn't they, using Google Earth once? They
0: did. They did. I remember that. That was that was a fun five minutes. Hey, you make Pac Man run around your street, and that's it. Yeah, that's the end of that. Like, yeah.
3: Speaking to the game itself, I mean, uh, as uh, Stormkeeper said in the chat, it, it's pretty much uh, like Tetris '99. Now, since it's like limited, since we know it's going to be pulled, I believe in March. Uh, I bet you they're probably going to go to like a $9.99. You know, get some DLC. It's no longer going to be free, and mm-hmm. they're probably going to start to add maybe stuff from I don't know Super Mario Two, Super Mario Three. And keep this train rolling with this, so it's free for now. But once we hit March and it's no longer free, or if they, I don't think they're going to completely remove it if it's successful.
0: But yeah, I I I find that's very bizarre. Yeah, I don't,
3: I don't think they're going to completely pull it. It would be
0: so weird if they completely pulled it.
3: Yeah, I think this is uh, again like just like they did with Tetris 99. They're just going to keep hitting you with another ten dollars, ten dollars to keep adding to it and then you'll get into the tournaments and, and events like a tetris 99 and do, to keep people engaged but are you going to be engaged that long to keep playing these levels over and over and over again it d- depends on your on your fandom really
0: and you yeah know,
3: your, your constitution you know when it comes to these to these particular uh, uh levels but
0: you see um, i am someone that would buy uh and i have done buy Nes remix uh physically you know if, if i was able to get get hold of this physically or whatever i will I, I, even digitally i would buy this game um yeah. there's not a lot to it i would like them to add like like with mario maker i would like them to add more uh different mario worlds you know like the the, the snes marios and mario free like you say mario two well,
2: mario two yeah I, uh, mario yeah, 2's,
0: i've got a bit love like it. i quite levels. like it yeah well it, technically it, this it, is lost levels isn't it it's the same Oh, yeah, because obviously there would be the different levels, of course, yes.
3: Okay. Right, yeah, so I, I, I really think it'll just be more DLC. I, I just think they want to see if enough people jump on, play it, and then just go ahead and release it as a $10, you know, and keep it going. It's, just, it's a smart they, play.
5: They've done stuff like this before. I mean, for one of the Zelda anniversaries, they released Four Swords on the DSi, if I remember rightly. Um, and that was a very limited time window. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to get that game. Um then they pulled it straight away afterwards. Now, I don't think that the demand's going to be as high as uh you know Mario 35, but I don't know, they've they've got a habit of doing this and it's a real strange play on their part. They try to make mm-hmm. gaming into a bit of an event, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They they are the the most the eve such an incredibly sensible company, and at the same time, such a stupid company. <laughs> like, you <laughs> see how, how bad Sega were at, like, and I, you always compare Sega and Nintendo, but look how bad Sega were with what they had as their mini consoles back in the day of, you know, the At Games and all that sort of stuff until Nintendo just came along and done it so right, um, like, brilliantly with the NES Mini and the SNES Mini that, you know, it made the competition wake up and do it properly themselves. Uh, but then they just they did it in limited quantities, and they they loads and loads of really weird stuff like this. They, they everything they do they do brilliantly, but at the same time in a really weird way that just infuriates you in a typical Nintendo fashion. It's it's so odd. It's so odd. Um, this feels
3: like part of the bigger puzzle. Like you're doing a limited with uh, with all stars. Now you're going to do a limited with this, and you're doing a limited with the game and watch. Everything is going to be limited up until March than what comes at March. It just feels like they're setting us up for something.
0: Yeah, so I, I really March hope that's the that case.
2: Well, I'm hoping they're going to suddenly leak Mario uh, Galaxy 2 onto the disc or something. It's going to be a time yeah. thing.
5: Well, it's uh, Zelda's 35th next year, so I reckon that's yeah. what we're getting. Um, there there's 12th, already been, like, the... Mario's 25th. we got bloody...
2: yeah. we got Skyward Sword for the 25th. So,
5: and then, um, and then I reckon they'll do like a Zelda All Stars type thing with Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, and maybe Twilight
0: Princess and something like that. But they, they, um, did that as a, um, was it like a pre-order purchase or something for the GameCube? Yeah, um, yep, that's
5: right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I had that. Sold that so... way too early. <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: I got mean, mine it... with a Mario Kart disc. It was a really weird double disc. Um, but yeah, it had Majora's Mask and the first
0: two NES games as well. There we go. There we go. So, in in review, then, what, what do we think of Mario 35? I mean, it's a free game currently. Uh, I say free, if it wasn't for Nintendo's, you have to pay for Nintendo's online subscription. But do we like it?
2: Sorry. I'd I'd imagine so. If I played it, <laughs>
0: I it's... like it. I really like it. It's. Uh, I think now they've opened it up and they can do so much with this Battle Royale thing they're doing. I think you so know.
2: What? Well I could do that with Zelda, couldn't I? Have Zelda uh, random dungeon rooms. Oh, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I think it would be
0: brilliant. Like it could it could potentially it would be my favorite Zelda because like, that's the main thing I like to play, the dungeons.
6: Like well, a roguelike Zelda? Is. You can go. already do randomized Zelda games.
5: There you go. Yeah. through through ROMs, yeah. Um as 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 for the question, I I think it's uniquely Nintendo for better or worse. Um I do like the concept. I love Tetris 99, and this looks like another version of it. Um, I just wish they'd commit and actually, you know, release the game and just let people play it.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
5: This, this is a reason to own Nintendo Switch Online. Just make it an exclusive game for that platform, you know, forever. And uh, I reckon people will still stick to it because it looks fun.
0: As Vloss Up is saying, Battle Royale, everything, everything is turning into a Battle Royale game. It is. Uh, and that's why I like this, though, because where everyone is just like any any game of a gun, oh, we're going to make it Battle Royale as well. They're doing it with things like Tetris and Mario, which is so weird, uh, but at the same time, brilliant because it's so different than what, you know, the, the what? everyone else is doing. So I I, I like it. I just um, I want more of it now. I, a- I want them to do it with Zelda. I want them to do it with F-Zero, Mario Kart. Um, get Get all your properties open.
2: I'd like to a
6: twisted metal battle royale,
0: uh, yeah, F Zero battle royale yeah, for me, please.
6: be good. Oh, well, I had a blast with Twisted Metal back in them PlayStation days.
0: Yes, so yes, <laughs> and there we go. Cool. So, what? go on, they've, go on, Larry.
2: They've never made a battle royale game based on the movie Battle Royale. No, they yeah. have. Ah, good point.
0: Moving over to our next topic, the PlayStation 5 It's cha- is changing its button layout in Japan. So for those that don't know, um, in Japan, the select button is the button on the right-hand side. So that's how, obviously, Nintendo do their things, isn't it? That's normally the A button on a PlayStation controller. That would be the O, or the zero, or whatever you want to call it, where the X would be the cancel. Um, to make it more uniformly uh, global, uh, they're now actually putting it as O is now the cancel, and X is the select, like the way we have it in the West. um yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion on that.
2: I, hope I never even knew people... about it until I yeah, read I, the article. I think it's about time those Japanese formed in line with us Westerners.
1: Yeah. <laughs> damn them, damn them, losing. Sleep. No, what's going to happen in Japan is your will be a homebrew market. Of cracking some controllers and swapping the uh, bits around internally.
2: Yeah, why are you just an option to yeah. turn it around which way you want? That'd be the best thing. Yeah, just map
3: it, just have button maps, and just be done with it.
1: Because I mean, realistically, most gamers don't look at the control
0: pad for see which is X, Circle, or whatever, do they? They just the buttons just like they out. don't. But it, yeah, I, I do notice it when you play a lot of Nintendo, uh, and then you move over to a PlayStation, you do. You got to change. You got to, and you're playing a new game on a PlayStation. You have got to remind yourself that it is the X that's the select, and not the O.
5: Yeah, I mean that's more the problem, though, isn't it, Andrew? It's mm. um, it's going to be for for Japanese gamers. They're used to doing it their yeah. way, which is wrong. But you know, we'll we'll let them off for a bit. Um, hey! and, that, and nothing annoys me more than going back to say Metal Gear Solid One on PS One, and then realizing that X isn't confirm. But, you know, that's just what they're used to. And it's very Mm -hmm. strange that they would change that after so many years.
0: Well, like I say, it's to make it a a global uniformity. Uniformity? Uniformity. Global uniformity, they're putting it as. (laughs) To make it easier on developers so they don't have to change it all up. Um, I do have a couple of import games for my PlayStation. uh, And, yeah, it's it's weird to to move over. What Uh, you got? Uncharted games for the PlayStation 3. I had those in the past. Um what else have I had? Uh, a couple of the old what coming? what they're called now, but the Miku game make Mika games. Um like dancing type games for PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Oh and I've got um uh, what is that? Outer World, not Outer Worlds. I've got another game for the PlayStation 4, I can't remember what it is. Really, really popular game as well. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a strange one um culturally apparently this is what's written in the article culturally uh, there is a long-standing explanation for this difference in japan the circle or maru means okay or correct however the x symbol means no good or wrong in japanese but x in in western markets is looked at x marks the spot so that's the <laughs> that's the select and that's why it was changed round. Um, between different regions, apparently. Um, I mean, they actually have meaning, all of the uh, uh, all of the shapes on the controller. Do, do you know the, the meaning, Larry? I'm sure you I do, do. yes. Uh, go on, go for it. I know what it is as well, but go on, I want you to go. Uh,
2: square is map.
0: Uh, yeah, or paper or something like paper that. yeah map.
2: Uh, Triangles move forward. That's like
0: point of view, isn't it? Yeah,
2: point of view. And
0: yeah. uh, circle and X are yes and no. Yes and no. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, it's... It's really bizarre. Um, I, I find it really bizarre when, you, when, like I say, when you import games from Japan for your PlayStation, because it's been for all, all four generations, and they are around the wrong way. But um, I can't see it being more than an hour's work to change those around for a developer. Yeah. You know? flip, and it's done. <laughs> but apparently, it's going to save them time for the uh, the beast that is the PlayStation Five. And, the most um, interesting
3: part of the articles when they um when you see what the what, what people are saying um, yeah, the, the in japan
0: <laughs> they're absolutely
3: hysterical and again it'll take it'll take uh, all but a couple of minutes if they want to swap things out but um this isn't going to completely like trash the ps5 in japan but yeah the, well, i can see why know. people aren't happy with it
6: i mean they sold have... out in
3: 10 minutes on yeah, uh, amazon but... in japan people what in japan in Japan,
1: people can be sensitive about these, these kind of that's things.
3: very true. Mm-hmm. You
1: know? Well, yeah,
5: they're, they're just as uh, virulent as we are in the mm-hmm. West. You know that They will troll. They will fight companies when they disagree. I mean, that's one of the reasons why Microsoft has had such a hard time.
1: I mean, we could find that, hopefully not, this could turn a lot of the Japanese audience off the PlayStation 5 because it's yeah. just being disrespected in their home country.
0: <laughs> microsoft are happy <therapy>, finally <laughs> we got a leg in uh some of these comments what a pain in the ass mm. um one less reason to buy the playstation 5 this really confuses japanese people <laughs> yep trash uh i'm totally gonna screw this up uh i know you got more positive i'll get used to this in five minutes um yeah, that's it. Like, normally, when you get it man the wrong way, you push the wrong button once or twice at a push when you first load up the game. Like, and normally at the, at the, the title menu, you know, and that's it. And you're oh okay, that's that sorted.
2: Well, I always um, thought the X button's easy to get to with your thumb, isn't it? You don't have to stretch it as far. Um, us lazy Westerners. <laughs> I,
3: I, I don't know. I mean, I think with they're... our fat fingers, <laughs>
2: <and> fat thumbs. <laughs> well, it's, it's closer to the D pad as well, the X button than the circle one. To more disdain, uh,
0: more disdain on Japan from fucking Sony. Someone wrote. I That's wonder right. how they
5: feel about having to use the shoulder buttons to confirm games on the Switch.
1: That must have been horrible for them. It's all right. Oh, they, Velociraptor makes a good point, and we're going to make. We, I'll take you up on this, mate. We're going to be millionaires. We're going to ship X to Japan. <laughs> <laughs> get, you know, with Tip-X.
2: <laughs> Mickey Dones mum invented Tippex, didn't she?
1: No, it was, Mike. <laughs> no, it was Mike. Mike. Oh, Aim. Okay. It was Mike Nesmith. Yeah. The, the, the thing bench. is, right. right, though, this this
5: this change will only really affect things like visual novels and menus, right? Because it's just yes and no. Yeah, it's, so, it's so they probably might,
0: why Japan is so upset? They love their visual mm, novels. The
5: the only the only like like in game, say if you're playing Devil May Cry, X's jump, it doesn't change from region to region. It doesn't suddenly become circles. So I really don't yeah, understand why this can't be done on some sort of system level with just a bit of software, yeah. and I'd be very surprised if that didn't get changed within the next few months.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no reason why controller mappings, it means it's present in lots of operating yeah. systems. There's no reason why controller mappings can't be decided at the operating system level by Sony, and then, it just, then the developers just plug into whatever the operating system says. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, one person says he's not buying PlayStation anymore. This is hard to get my head around why not just move the buttons that is the worst solution to this <laughs> changing yeah. the uh, changing the location of the buttons
2: all we need yes. is an option in the menus so which way around you want it
0: yep That's then they should make that going. a global thing yeah. then oh. job
4: done
6: you know like if i'm playing if i fire up my ps4 my xbox or whatever You know, it's like, mentally, I just automatically adapt to what's accept, what's cancel. I've never had to, you know, like, you know, even uh, changing up between the A, B, and the X, Y, where Nintendo and, you know, Microsoft tend to be reversed every now and again. It just, you know, in my mind, my fingers just find the right button. I never have to think about it. Oh, is it like that, is it?
0: (laughs) I'm just reading more of these comments. This is discrimination. This is a bullshit <laughs> console. The PS5 is made by a foreign company? Question mark. Um, yeah, it, it's just, this is so good. Uh, I've been waiting for this. Stop fucking around! <laughs> things, and then right at the end, things will be okay. Well, be okay. <laughs> well PlayStation 4
2: is uh, an American-developed console. It wasn't Japanese. Uh, mark Cerny made it, didn't he? He worked on it.
0: He did. He did. Yes, what a legend Mr. he was. Back from... it uh, worked on Sonic the Hedgehog 2, arguably one of the greatest games ever made, and also some of the most popular consoles of all time, PlayStation 2 upwards. Did he work on PlayStation 1 as well?
2: Uh, he worked Crash Bandicoot.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, yeah. I
2: think uh, I as well.
0: A very, very impressive man. Very impressive man.
2: Well, apart from and then he made Knack. Well, it's I've just, never wah, played Knack.
0: Knack's always interested me, and I've just... It's on my to do list one day to play Knack. Knack
2: is the stereotypical launch game that you only buy because there's fuck all else to play.
0: Right. But, Have you got one of those ready for the PlayStation 5?
2: Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at the launch titles, really. I mean, I've only seen about Spider Man. That's,
0: that's pretty much the only game I want to get. <laughs> it's all about bug snacks. Bug? Oh, really?
5: Yeah, that, that's, that, that, that doesn't apply. Uh, that is a day one for me. I, I almost hate it already, but I, I can't
0: look away. There we go. There we go. Okay, on to another uh, topic here. Ooh. The Atari VCS is Atari. finally being shipped out.
4: The
2: Atari VCS come out in
3: 2020. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what a I mess of a console. I what a that. mess.
2: Yeah, I, I personally developed the Atari.
0: Uh, <laughs> and... <laughs> so the Atari. This is actually from Atari. Uh, Atari VCS themselves. They put up an article on Medium explaining what's going on. So the Atari team has been putting the finishing touches on the long-awaited first batch of Atari VCS video computer systems and sending them to the United States, where they will be sorted and shipped to eager Indiegogo backers very soon. What's your The affair? shipment gone.
2: But when you bet somebody opens them, it's going to have one of those knockoff Raspberry Pi's inside, that's what it's going to be. ain't far off that, is
0: it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, this shipment includes the one-time only Indiegogo exclusive Atari VCS 800 Collector's Edition model. Inspired by and designed as a homage to the original Atari 2600, there will, be only, there, there will only be 6,000 numbered and authenticated versions of this model. Presented here for the first time are assembly line photos of the actual Atari VCS 800s Collector's Edition units. The other scenes from the factory earlier this month, including pallets of Atari VCS units prepped and ready to ship to the US for distribution. We hope you enjoy the photos. The Atari VCS team and mm-hmm. um, yeah, there'll be links down below if you're re- watching this on or listening to this on uh, Spotify or other podcast services. Um, uh, otherwise, it'll be down in the description for you to check this out yourself. But yes. Mm-hmm. There is genuine uh, pictures right. here showing it in the Can you scroll down to one of the pictures, down? I've been looking through them. And mm-hmm. it
1: shows the level of quality control. That one. Look at the state of her gloves. Go here.
4: Up. Yeah. Up.
1: Up, no, up a bit. Up a bit more.
0: Oh, here. Oh,
4: yeah,
1: yeah. i sorry, you need to catch up, up. a little bit more. Up a bit more. Yeah. Up one more. Where the... No, uh, not that one. Wrong one. Oh, this one.
3: Me. Yeah, the one to the left. Look at the state of her fucking gloves it. for quality control. <laughs> Fingerless gloves? <laughs> wow. They are things are really going to go off without a hitch, shit. guys. You know that.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah.
5: You know what gets me about this? Um, the exclusive,
2: the exclusive one. of covering covered in coronavirus. Fought off. Yep. <laughs> the, the,
5: the thing that gets me is that no one's wearing an electromagnetic uh, s- uh, strap, which is very common in Chinese factories that deal with circuit boards. Yeah. It's to stop the, of course, static electricity. Grounded. From
1: yeah, in grounded. Yeah. Says well, no, they the might have one around, around gloves. the gloves. It's a, it's like a Victorian workhouse in there making things. <laughs> You have absolutely no idea how mad
5: true mad. that is.
1: Yeah. If you look at one of the pictures, it looks like they connected um jumper cables to the bloody things to get them <laughs> Get it started up.
3: It's like they're making <laughs> them like that. Sta- you need a PlayStation
1: 5 to like uh bootstart it. Kickstart yeah, If you go up a bit more, dad there's a picture of ones and it literally got these big cables or all- I know I'm
3: sure. There, look, there's red. <laughs>
5: Oh, I see what they're doing there. Yeah, they're they're powering it up before they plug wire everything together to make sure the motherboard. That's are okay. the
3: oh hell screen. This thing's about to blow up. That's what that is. Yeah.
0: So here's something quite interesting. Um, it, it it blows my mind. There's still so little around the Atari VCS. I mean, maybe someone can tell me if there's actually some exclusive games coming out for this thing. I mean, I I know I always run to the exclusive games, and technically, oh, even the Xbox Series X doesn't have exclusive games on launch. Um, but. This Atari VCS is obviously heavily underpowered against the, um, you know, any even current gen systems, let alone what's coming out. But this has taken so long to come out that it's now coming out just after the Xbox Series S. Now, the Xbox, the reason why I've chosen that particular console was you can pick up an Xbox Series X S for three hundred, um, which is. F- uh, let me think about this. I think it's forty or fifty pound more than buying an Atari VCS. But the Atari VCS doesn't even come with a controller. You got to buy that separately. So if you wanted an Atari VCS with a controller, you're actually spending more on an Atari VCS than the next generation, Jeez. the low end of the next generation of systems.
4: It's it m- obnoxious. me.
0: I've got to be honest.
1: I'm going to use one word. I think to describe this whole fucking project. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's just trying to be its own thing mm-hmm. in a place where it doesn't need to exist.
0: Yeah. The Ooyah, at, least... at least on its launch, though, uh, on the lead-up to its launch, it, when it finally came out, and obviously it was, it was delays and stuff, it was bad. But on the, the lead-up, it had promise. This, I don't know what it's got going for it. I know it's got Anstream on it, and I like Anstream, mm-hmm. but you can get Anstream on a Fire TV stick.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think At least uh, what Tommy Tom Tallarico is doing with the Amico, uh, at least that's got loads of original games with it. Like,
0: yeah, I'm uh, really yeah. excited for the Amico. Yeah. I've got one of them on order. Yeah, me? And, yeah. Have you got an Atari on order, Larry? No.
2: No, uh, like, know, I'm never, surprised. You enough.
0: normally buy everything.
2: No, I didn't trust this bloke. This bloke done an Atari watch once and just scammed everybody. Oh, he I did. remember that, yeah. I also done this sort of PC on a USB stick or something, and that never came out. Wasn't that anything. that
5: Minecraft thing?
2: Yeah. That's it, yeah,
5: yeah. The the Game Band had a copy of Minecraft, so you plug it into any PC and it goes. Um, But they were so overstocked, it was over overpriced as well, and then it just got heavily discounted. I remember when Game was selling them for about a tenner each when they originally came out for over a hundred. Just very good at flopping this guy.
0: Very very good. I I, like. I want one. If it was about a hundred, I'd take the gamble. I don't care if it fails. But it's so expensive for... At the moment, I don't see what it has to offer. Um, apparently, okay. the actual Atari stick, like the, the old 2600 type stick, is a very good Atari type stick. Um, but that's all I know that it's got going for it. <laughs> In all honesty. This, this thing has three different models.
3: So you have the all-in-one, which is $399.99. You have the 400 which is $249.99. It doesn't come with you know, certain... And then you have the 800, which comes in at $279.99. So you're getting 100 Atari Vault games with it, um, like you said, the AntStream service, and you're getting some arcade games on launch, 2,600 games, 5,200 games. It runs a Linux system. I mean, really? For, for $399.99, $249.279? You're gonna dump that kind of money. Look, I love Atari. It was my first system. This is a load of crap. Everything about <laughs> this has been from yeah. the jump just terrible. They pushed mm-hmm. it back numerous times. I mean, I, I hate to pounce on something before I even, you know, put my hands on it to play it. But this thing has been red flagged from the jump. I mean, just, i um, stay away. I mean, I, I mean, I understand. I'm an Atari enthusiast myself, but nah, man. Yeah, I, I, there's no way on God's Thanks. green earth I'm touching this thing.
1: No, I mean those this. specifications
0: of this. Is well, even if
2: you cost. saw it on eBay for like fifty duck do- bucks, you wouldn't get it. Then
0: I would. I'd uh, drop fifty quid oh, just yeah. to see what it's like. That's what I did with the Ouya. Uh, oh, I didn't buy buttons. that until it was fifty quid. Yeah, it.
2: I got. Yeah, you had the game stick as well. i have done that, that. Yeah, I have got one of them too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this thing is based on couple generation old, like cheap laptop parts. Looking, it. to it's based on AMD's Raven Ridge Two, which is old, old CPU. Oh, it's not even laptop. Tegra then.
2: I to be Tegra. Raven,
1: Raven Ridge too. Oh. Really it's all my, it's it's the stuff that came sort of basically with the the early second gen risens it's yeah it's just it's literally they've gone to some
2: manufacturers. So, so what year are we talking about there? Probably 20 2018,
3: right? 2017
4: 2018,
1: 2018. 17. June 30th. It's the the, the sorry the, the technology that's probably 2017 2018 that these this stuff has come out but I think this Stuff so you get you're getting, where you paid. It was new when the campaign was, maybe. But if you're paying four hundred dollars for the tribute edition, <clears throat> I would say
0: you're buying the equivalent of a really cheap four hundred dollar laptop. So I
4: yeah.
0: honestly don't really know much about the innards of PCs and what things are worth and all that sort of stuff. while well, you're normally my go-to guy for that sort of thing, Andrew. Yeah. So Mister T-Bone in the chat actually says, while I think it's overpriced. How is an AMD-powered VCS overpriced at $250, while the ARM-based Amico now uh, is uh, not overpriced at $250, and most of the Amico games are literally mobile games?
1: Okay, so that's, a, that's a really good point, Mr. Bank And I, what I would say is ARM has come on leaps and bounds now, and ARM has by a desktop alternative. Um, and the, the line between mobile games and console games is certainly blurred, but the mm. AMD-based stuff they're using appears to almost bargain basement stuff. No one wants, anything. and that's the big difference. There's yeah. also
5: there's also another side to the Amico, um, the pricing structure. While well, yes, the technology is one side of it, but the other side is going to be on um, the infrastructure the and how, how it no. built, how it's built. Every Amico game is going to be exclusive to that console, and it's it's curated to be a like a family selection, and that takes a lot more than putting ROMs on a on a USB or SD card, which
0: is as essentially VCS, m-
2: and and you also get two controllers with the Amico as well, don't you? And they've got television screens in them built in.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, little mini LED things um, or whatever
2: the
1: they are. Not, I'm just comparing the specs on here, and also if you look at it, the Amico has RFID. It has wireless contact charging. This is all stuff that VCS
0: doesn't. Well, it doesn't come with a controller.
1: No, but it's not got wireless charging. It's That's not what I'm saying. That
0: the Amico comes yeah. with two controllers, but the Atari VCS yeah. at 250 doesn't even come with one. You have to buy the controller separately. So if you want a, a classic controller and the old school V, uh, you know um, Atari 26 stick looking thing, yeah, they're sixty dollars each. So you're you, you're spending what's that? 100 dollars uh, <laughs> 370 pounds uh, dollars. Sorry, uh, for the, <laughs> it's it's madness. Um. Yeah, Uh, or uh, as this article does show, um, you could just buy the Atari Flashback um, uh, uh, collections, which I've always found weird because apparently they work better on the PlayStation 4 Pro, and that's something they promote on the back of the box. I don't know how the Atari 2600 flashback collections work better on a PS4 Pro compared to a PS4, <laughs> but apparently it's a feature they like to sell oh. on the back of the box. Next time you see one in a game store or whatever, look on the back. Enhanced by PlayStation 4 Pro.
6: Apparently, <laughs> you need 4K 60 to play games from 1977.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you haven't lived until you played golf in 4K from the 2600. Ninja um,
0: Golf. That's what I'm gonna play in 4K. Ah, seventy. Well, I got the
5: F.K. collection for 15 pounds, and that's pretty much all of the Atari I need.
0: Yeah, I've actually got a little uh, Blaze um, handheld down there. It doesn't get much love. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, yeah, um, probably why I'm not gonna spend 350, 360, whatever it is, on the My Atari, Atari VCS.
6: My Atari this stuff had... is buried, because I honestly don't even... I mean, I, I collect some for 26 52 and 78 but I really don't like them. So, I mean, everything works, but they're just off in a corner.
3: hmm I mean, it's amazing when you look at the Indiegogo for this thing. It, it has 11,597 backers, and it totaled $3,058,123 do- in total. It originally ended uh, June 30th, 2018, and at that point, it was at 2955000 bucks. I mean, they got a lot of people they need to satisfy, and they better do it quick because they're, I mean, this, this thing has been, has been a debacle from the jump. I mean, that's just, it's amazing the numbers when you look at it.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just amazed it actually come through. I didn't think he'd pull through it or he'd do some bullshit in the game and give you something else.
0: I'm well, very, sure. very excited to see the videos on this. This is one of yeah. those, when, when this comes out and everyone jumps on the bandwagon of trying to talk about the Atari VCS, I, I am actually, this for this one particular time, I'm up for seeing as many Atari VCS videos as I can. I, I'm so interested in this. This is going to be Absolutely. really exciting. This is going to be one, fun.
5: I have one question to ask Larry. Um, are you going to check whether this one can cut cheese or not? Possibly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I, I remember that.
0: I bet you they go for Silly Money or those uh, when they finally come out because so few people are going to have them, just like the, the Vega Plus. They're going to go on eBay for Silly Money when they first go out, even though everyone knows they're bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah keep an eye on scalpers and see what they get away with. This ought to be fun.
0: Right, uh, moving on to our final topic. Uh, this one, again, comes from John B. over on my Discord. Uh, big shout-out to him. Thank you very much. At Games are coming back at games to people that uh, made some of the worst, I suppose, mini consoles before mini consoles were a thing, mm-hmm. primarily for Sega. They're teaming up with Taito, uh, I'm not saying it right, Taito, uh, yeah, to create- Taito, the Irish crisp manufacturer. <laughs> 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 to create original virtual pinball tables based on legendary classic arcade video game properties. Now. I, my, my pinball knowledge isn't right up there. I know a bit about that, but I'm pretty sure that there are no Taito based pinball arcade machines. Uh, or not, not a significant number of them, at least. Um, no, this is no, very is bizarre. Like, why have they not gone and got the properties to actually make proper, um, pinball machines, uh, virtual pinball machines,
1: you know, That's, like the Adams
0: family or whatever? I mean, maybe not that particular one, but at least, you know, go and well, it's, it's bizarre.
1: Here's a question. Aren't AT games or AT games, aren't they Brazilian? No,
6: no. you're thinking of a tech toy. Yeah, you're, you're thinking the a,
1: a tech toy. Tech toy, am I? Okay, I was going to say because there is a
2: Brazilian division of
1: Taito in Brazil, I'm reading here, and uh, they what? did some pinball
0: machines.
2: Well, Taito's owned by Square Enix now. Mm.
0: Ah, okay. Well, regardless... Um... This is quite a, a crazy move. It, it, it's interesting because obviously everyone's trying to jump onto, you know, you got a quarter of arcades, you've got uh, the arcade one up, and there's loads of other people doing these SNK machines and all that sort of stuff. But no one seemed, no, no big company have jumped on the virtual pinball machine, not to my knowledge, at least. There are plenty of people that are doing them, but no one that are getting hold of properties and making proper mass-produced, I'm assuming, virtual pinball machines. Now, I want to get myself a virtual pinball machine, actually. Um, depending on what these are like, I don't really care how badly they emulate, as long as I can just use them as the base to, to put my own stuff in there. There's, this I, actually may be of interest to me. <laughs> but I'd like to, see one that,
2: I'd like to see one with that sort of faked 3D effect like the 3DS yeah. has got. That would be quite, quite good. I mean, well, then,
1: I've mean, i actually played a, a virtual pinball machine as in one that was basically a flat screen mm-hmm. panel. And I don't like them, are we honest? I don't like it. Like it. No, I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like them because there's an analogue aspect of classic pinball machines about mm. where you can feel the ball hitting things inside. Tactile so, feedback. Yeah, it's ta- yeah, tactile feedback when you're playing the games and the, the, you know, and the flippers, you feel them click, etc. I don't... I'm, I'm sure they'll sell for some, but it, it's missing what makes pinball pinball for me.
5: You could mm. technically emulate all of that, though, with, with haptics.
1: Yeah.
5: It, I'm surprised nobody's really, like, tried... I think
0: there are people out there who have done it. Yeah, even people, yeah, they've I, I've done seen, it, yeah. I've seen some virtual pinball machines where you can actually mm-hmm. put connect sensors in the front, so when you move left and right, the machine moves with it, so it gives a bit of a 3D effect. Um, mm-hmm. There's some insanely impressive stuff out there with virtual pinball machines. I think I would like to get one, uh, but I'm talking, like, a proper size one, and I'm guessing these guys are going to go down more of the quarter-arcade route, where they're going to be mini tabletop-based yeah. virtual. Mario,
1: Mario, remember this. Do you remember that awful Tony pinball
4: toy?
2: Yes. Well, they had two, didn't they? The a cheap one and an expensive one. They had...
4: And it was crap. Pinball doesn't scale down. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
5: I mean, like, at games very much are based in the, you know, consumer uh, items built for a cost. But I will say, in their defence, and I don't normally do this because I I absolutely hate At Games for what they did to that mega drive and the flashback <laughs> systems. Mm-hmm. But the um, they did an arcade machine in the States called the Legends Arcade Cab. It's had mm-hmm. like a range of different control methods. It had like an ant stream type um, streaming service where you can stream games. And from what I've seen, it's pretty solid.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, um Rostalgia reviews him quite a bit. He talks about it on his channel. You know him. Not...
0: At Games, a leader in interactive entertainment products, today announced that classic Taito arcade properties will be featured in new virtual pinball tables for the At Games Legends Arcade family of products. So, as you said, there, yeah, the, uh, Legends Arcade family, there of products running on the Legends Arcade platform the title arcade properties that will be developed into exciting the original virtual pinball tables exclusively for play on legends arcade platforms pr- uh, products like the legends ultimate legends gamer and legends pinball include arkanoid bubble bubble elevator action elevator action pinball does sound fucking awesome i, I want to play that um uh, Chack and uh, chuck and pop darius frontline operation wolf rainbow islands i'm up for that uh, Rastan Saga, Space Invaders, The Legend of Cage, and Zookeeper.
2: Cargo. Operation Wolf. Uh, Space Invaders so,
3: has already been a, a pinball game. That much I know.
2: This um, was no puzzle bobble pinball game. That'd be quite obvious.
3: Uh, the thing, the thing about virtual pinball machines is there is a lag uh, a situation with them that you know you just can't you just can't get around it no matter what you do. Um, that's that's the biggest thing with with these. However, I I want one not from this particular company. However, at Games is I, I don't have any interest at all. <laughs> but I mean, I, I again I, again I hate to sound so sour about it, but I just don't trust the company itself. But the mm-hmm. lag the lag on virtual machines oh, is they had a company. Noticeable.
2: They had a company who was doing those handheld Pac-Man machines, and they had the, the actual arcade games on it when I gave them out to review to YouTubers. And when I believe to... it's them, yes. And um, yeah, right.
6: the
5: they, they, they did a Walmart exclusive with the arcade games, and the rest were the NES versions.
2: Yeah, but yes. they they gave all the YouTubers ones to review that had the arcade games, and so sort of all misleading. They...
4: Yes. Yeah, it Yeah,
0: hardcore, scammy uh, business moves, whether it was done intentionally yep. or not. Like it's so badly done. Um, yeah, it, it, it was
4: i mean no. Yeah, I mean, hey point. if people reviewed
0: them and they, they're they good then i don't know maybe but cool. that's what sort all of money would to... you expect something like this to be at least 200
4: well it's gonna be
2: quite a big screen for something like yeah. that isn't it? so it's gonna be uh i reckon it's gonna be like four or five i mean that that new neo geo machine coming out that's five hundred dollars
0: is it really mm. It's tough, isn't it? Because I think they, they, I keep going back to the quarter arcades, but the quarter arcades are about 120 quid uh, for the ones that have actually got games in them, not obviously Polybius. But mm. yeah, they're about 120 pounds and the screen on them are, you know, obviously small because it's the, the size of it, of, you yes. know, a quarter of the size of the arcade. Where uh, if they did like, for instance, like I'm guessing it would essentially be the same thing. So like a quarter size pinball machine yeah. would still like a need third, a pretty or big th- screen. Sort of thing or something, yeah. But I mean, uh, what,
1: what what I'm taking from this is from this article, is they are looking at creating their what is their own original pinball tables based yeah, on yeah, yeah. things, right. which I worry based on this company could just be effectively reskin. They create mm-hmm. one pinball table and just reskin it, and not have a great deal of difference in them. What I'd be liking to see is some actual classic pinball tables recreated. You know? Yeah,
0: that, that's that's it for me. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, um, I'd, I'd like to see, especially some of the movie ones if they get the licenses for them you know, Adam's mm-hmm. Family or, um, you know, there's just so many of the, 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 you know, the Batman classic table from the movies, the Rocky game. You know, yeah,
0: any, yeah. Any Terminator 2, ones, yeah. some of the music ones, like the ACDCs and your kiss and all that sort of stuff as well is always good yeah. fun.
2: Adam's Family is the biggest selling pinball machine of all time. Yeah,
0: well, it was essentially the Daytona of pinball machines, wasn't it? It was the one mm. that came out at the right time where the, 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 the industry was almost dying off a little bit and it was so popular that... It became like the, I think it was like pinball machine of the year for like virtually yeah. a decade. Um, same, same, you couldn't go to an arcade without seeing Daytona there somewhere. So, I mean, really mm-hmm. what we're talking about here is, I, I,
1: sorry, art games being a developer rather than taking someone else's work and
3: porting it.
4: Yep, yeah, absolutely.
3: The, the timing of this is interesting because I believe at 1UP, Announced earlier this year that they're dropping their own tables, uh, pinball tables. And oh I really? I didn't know that. I believe so, and I think they're starting around the three fifty range, um, if I'm not mistaken. I know that they that another company, I thought it was one up. They are releasing these tables, but they're going to be themed. You're going to have a Star Wars table, then you're going to have a collection, um, a Williams table, which will have like five or six different tables on it. So they're going to do it like a uh, Williams Star Wars. Um, they'll have like a a marble table, stuff like they, they, they have been doing before. They're going to just do it by, by manufacturer. Sure. So, so that's already been, that's already been out there in the public. I believe it was at CES is, is when that was announced, uh, way back, you know, before everything started to jump off. Um, but I believe it's, I think it was starting in the $350 range. So they already have competition. There are already people who have the rights, um, to, to, to the Williams tables and the Bally's tables. And uh, I think that's why At Games partners with somebody to, like Taito, you know, in order to get their
0: own machines out there. Well,
5: so that's yeah, the thing. That's more um,
0: interesting to me.
5: I'm just reading mm-hmm. an article uh, now, um, and it looks like At Games and Farsight Studios, who are the guys who recreate the uh, Gottlieb Williams Bally, uh tables, um, they've partnered together. So it looks to me that either they're going to be licensing those as well or. They're using those guys to make these Taito um, Taito pinball tables, so you might be might actually be seeing something quite decent here. Um, And it looks like it's going to be a full size table, that'd be their Arcade Heroes like cabinet type thing. And then there's going to be something uh, what they're calling the mini, which I'm guessing is like a handheld or your quarter scale one, which you you suggested. Um, So they fit both price points with the same. Heart same like design and hardware, I guess
0: just yeah. different size screens there we go, there we go, interesting, um, like I say, it's definitely going to be something, and I don't think I've got too much to worry about, but I'm pretty sure YouTubers will jump on this and review it, uh which is then when I will make my decision afterwards, but uh
2: well, we're not going to get one over here, we're going each we shit with one up,n't we, so
0: yeah, they, 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 well, this is that games, isn't it oh, um. <coughs> I don't think at games really like going to any YouTubers, do they? That's like they're hated online. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then, uh, you know that, that 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 name will bring in the views, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of people out there that will do just that. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Slopes Cast, recorded with Andrew Dalton, Grizzly Creedon, Larry Bundy Jr., Paul Float G., and Retro to Next Gen, aka Lou, on Extra Slope on the 8th of October 2020. If you have a new story you would like us to look into, make sure you join us over on Discord and post your findings so that we can take a look next time. And of course, if you want to be part of the next episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, folks. This is it's still early days here so we are riding out the kinks a little bit. Hopefully you have seen a big big improvement over the last episode and of course all future episodes too. But until next time guys, this is DJ Slope signing out and hopefully I'll see you all next time.